Gridiron Grinder, hut hut hike. All right, we are rolling. It's Gridiron Grinder time. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is my buddy James. Just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. Uh, tonight is episode 158 of Gridiron Grinder, and we're going to kick things off with Name That Stadium. Then we're going to hit the news from this past week. Uh, after that, we're going to give you our week two power rankings and game picks. And last but not least, we'll close things off with question of the week. And so, yeah, with all that being said, how's it going tonight, James? It's going good. How's it going with you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. You know, my uh, model definitely has a few bugs I got to work out. But uh, I'm going to try to not panic because, like, basically the first month of last year, we were just messing picks up left and right. And so uh, some of it's the model. Some of it's probably teams ironing out some of the wrinkles and so you know trying to be patient but also productive yeah that and we'll get to more teams looking like shit to start the season <laughs> like yeah yeah there's there was a few of them yeah that's for sure uh okay well hey man how about you take that ball and run with it do a little name that stadium for us all right so as you can see this part this part of the show i'm traveling around going to different various stadiums that host NFL games. Um, first person to guess it right, you get the extra extra special shout-out. We'll bookmark it for you. You can play it for your friends. I didn't see any takers. Nope. Actually, I don't think I looked, but I just kind of assumed there's, there are no takers because nobody fucking plays <laughs> this game anymore. I'll hit uh, you up if we have a taker. You know it. Yeah, I know. But last, last week I was, well... The obvious choice was Kansas City because the Lions were playing at Kansas City first game of the season. Football was back, yeah. and great fucking game. Nice call on your part, by the way. Yeah, that's about where my model had it. Not not quite the exact score, but I think my model had it with, well, like I, I told you, without uh, uh, what without Kelsey and. Uh, in the lineup was the swing, and it was like a two-point victory by the Lions. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool, man. Glad they won. Got to keep it rolling. Yeah, no shit. Can't get cocky. No, definitely not, no. Um, yeah, you know, and it's interesting, actually. I was just thinking <clears throat> about, um, you know, we had our nice little run on new subscribers and things like that, and uh, it seems like our views have cooled down quite a bit since – uh, going back to the start of preseason. And so, you know, I think it's like, hey, people got real football. Why do they need us now? Eh, hey, yeah. eh, you know, it is what it is. Um, but it's all good. Why don't we uh, do our recap of the past week? Keep it moving here. And so the big thing this past week was uh, all about Aaron Rodgers. And so unless you've been um, living under a rock, I'm sure you know he tore his Achilles four plays in to his tenure with the Jets. Three uh, official plays. Three official plays. Thank you. I think one yeah. of the plays was a penalty. Yeah. Total bummer for Jets fans. He's out for the year. Already had surgery. He's saying it went great. Uh, he's making comments about like the recovery timeline is going to shock some people and whatever the case may be, <clears throat> which is interesting because all the while he's saying he's coming back. Uh, his head coach is saying he's not going to want to finish his career this way. Uh, and yet there's like countless people speculating that 
this is going to end up being a career-ending thing. Um, I don't know. I, I think he's feeling pretty positive about it so far. But, yeah, I mean, you know, six, eight months from now, when we're back in the off season again, getting ready for next year's season, we'll see what what happens. But in the meantime, Zach Wilson's going to be their starting quarterback. <clears throat> the team is backing him up, which I think they kind of have to do. You know, mm-hmm. they might behind the scenes be trying to make a trade. I don't know, but they have to at least publicly give him that kind of like confidence and, uh, you know, vote of support or whatever you want to call it. And, um, but then the other part of it is that, so the Packers, instead of getting a first round pick from the jets for this season, uh, they're going to get a second round pick because Rogers isn't going to hit that playing time stipulation. And so, yeah, but it's, it's not really, it's, it's, yeah, first round, second round, but with it, though, it's not like it's going to be that far because you would figure that with Rodgers, it'd be like a late first round pick, and with Zach Wilson, it's going to be an early second round pick. So it's what, like, it's not really that big of a difference in pick points. Oh, you don't think Zach Wilson's just going to carry him? I don't know. They did pretty good last year before Brees uh, Hall got hurt. Brees Hall got hurt. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah, I mean, hey, their defense looks lights out, and their running game is phenomenal. It's just, can the offense do anything other than that? I don't know. So time will tell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in other injury news. You got J.K. Dobbins. He also tore his Achilles in Week One, and he's going to be out for the tore, season. I thought it was this ACL. Was it his ACL? I thought it was his Achilles. I know Jack that, Conklin. I... I know Jack Conklin tore his ACL, the right tackle for the Browns. He's going to be out for the year. There were some big injuries for Week One, big name injuries. And I'll just let you check that. Real it, quick. Was, it was it was his Achilles. So okay, I I got that and Conklin probably confused. Yeah, no big deal. And yeah, so Baltimore, they're saying they're going to stand pat with the running back depth that they have. You know, they did bring in Melvin Gordon. Uh, They've got Justice Hill and some other guys. So we'll see how that shakes out. Plus, obviously, Lamar Jackson runs the ball. Uh, Frank Clark, the new Denver Broncos pass rusher, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going to miss, looks like, a couple weeks with a hip injury. Uh, And then we've got Cam Hayward for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he suffered a groin injury in week one. Looks like he's going to be out for about eight weeks. So that one's a pretty, a little bit bigger. Uh, we just talked about Jack Conklin. Um, and then aside from the injury stuff, I'm showing Chris Jones. He ended his brief holdout with the chiefs. And well, you he missed, agreed. you missed Eckler. Eckler was downgraded to doubtful <clears throat> for what, Sunday what he, with an what did he he ankle injury. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So he was he he was today it was he was questionable which I take questionable as more probable than questionable and then today he he was downgraded to doubtful which was a surprise. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, and he obviously was unhappy, made some comments about the team's inconsistency after the loss to the Dolphins, and you know it is what it is. But um, yeah, and so uh, in other news, yeah, we got Chris Jones. He signed a one-year, uh, up to $25 million deal with the Chiefs. So he's back with the team. Looks like he's going to play this weekend. Uh, and then Jonathan Taylor, you know, keeps making news about 
potential trades, and he's on pup through week four. So uh, I don't think anything's going to materialize just yet, but give it another week or so and things might start to pick up. Mm -hmm. All right. What else did I miss on the news here, James? Uh, let's see. I think that was, that was like about it. Um, oh, Mike oh, Williams. Stroud is Stroud. Stroud is questionable on uh, for for the game. I I don't know what his for Houston. He with a uh, questionable right shoulder injury, but outside of that, it was uh, Mike Williams. Yeah, passed away. Another one of these young guys. Um, yeah, where did he play? The Bucks in yeah. the He's Giants, the, maybe? No, it was the Buccaneers. And where the heck else did he play? Um, I have to find. Yeah. Which? Uh, which oh, maybe Seattle. Y yeah, Buffalo. He played with Tampa Bay. Oh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay, all right. <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah. So he played one year in Buffalo and then and three, four years with Tampa Bay. Okay. I think I might be mixing him up with the other Mike Williams, formerly of the Detroit Lions. So, yeah, I think you are. Uh, yeah, because that, that one I'm almost certain played for Seattle for a couple of years. So many Mike Williams. Let me find the right one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, could you search John Doe? And see what you come up with there, James. Yeah, he played for Seattle for a couple of years. Mike Williams, he played for Detroit. Or Mike Red, Williams, yeah. All right. Tennessee and then Seattle. Gotcha. Okay. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, um, that's all I had on the news. You know, I mean, we could dig deeper if you wanted. But, you know, if you're good, I'm good. That was, a, that was about it, except for... When I read Mike Williams thirty six, I did, I like I just saw the blip die or Mike Williams dies at thirty six. I didn't see the for I thought it was Mike Williams of of the Lions. Uh, no, of the the one I, I initially thought it was the one that uh, play is uh, with the Chargers. That oh, died. gotcha! Yeah, holy cow, man! <laughs> Another Mike Williams. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. I was. I, I know he's he's younger, but I, I that's who I initially thought when I read it, and I was like, yeah. And then and then I saw Bucks, I was and I was like, wait, Mike Williams. And then I thought it was the one that played for Detroit. Uh, too many Mike Williams play in the NFL. I gotcha. Uh, okay, well, hey, if you're good, why don't we kick it over and do our week two power rankings, and you can give me your one through five whenever you're ready, man. You don't want to go with surprise games from the week? Oh, um, holy cow. I forgot we were doing that. Um, we can do it on the fly. Why don't you give me your surprise games for the week? Well, the first one was Green Bay and how I forgot that Chicago was owned by Green Bay. We always we thought it was um, owned by Aaron Rodgers, but it it's Green Bay. And Jordan Love actually had a decent game. So I... I was because I don't have Sunday Ticket anymore because it's not on DirecTV. I was watching it. I was hard to get the flow of the game, but it, it looked like he was doing pretty well, and the Packers were just dominated. And Justin Fields sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say Green Bay's defense looked pretty sharp. 
Um, Jordan Love, in my opinion, in the first half, did not look all that good. And it kind of it picked up in the second half. Uh, but even then, when it picked up, it was sort of like very sporadic sort of splash plays and mm-hmm. drives. And a lot of it was kind of carried by Aaron Jones on the offense. He was having a great day. Um, and so I don't want to take anything away from Jordan Love. But I also do believe that Chicago's defense is highly suspect this year, and he got the benefit of that. Uh, but it's also sometimes, you know, young quarterback getting his first, like, real start. Um, you know, maybe that's the kind of game he needed to give him a little bit of inertia. Mm-hmm. And so uh, because he did get better as the game went on, but it was it was a really, really brutal first half to watch. It was just you know, like there's defensive games, which are, in my opinion, exciting to watch. This was a dysfunction game on both mm-hmm. sides. Both okay. teams were just kicking themselves left and right, and they just couldn't do anything right. It was like Aaron Jones was the only player that did anything right the whole first half, and they barely gave him the ball. And then in the second half, they started giving the ball more, and things started working a little bit more smoothly. I think we miss him on the injuries Less because I I thought I just heard something where he oh is he going to be out he he was doubtful I think I just heard something I was going I was looking at looking up something else but yeah I for some reason I thought well Aaron Jones hamstring uh, he came out of the game felt something left hamstring on one of his <clears throat> yeah and he didn't have to come throws. back because they started pulling away. He hasn't practiced all week. Um, and what is his designation for the game? Yeah, so so there's there's possibility that he's not going to play okay. against Atlanta, which that might change my model and my pick. Yeah. But, yeah, so he's questionable for the game. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens there. And fantasy football managers, pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So are we oh oh you wanted to keep doing surprise yeah. games. What else? You want to talk was, about Dallas? Was, well, Dallas it's not really that much of a surprise to me. Like <sighs> 40 to nothing. It's okay, so the the spread, yeah, but you know da- Dallas You is, expected them to win just I, I mean, I expected them to win just not that aggressively. <laughs> Yeah, I expected him to win. I expected I expected it to be lopsided, but not that lopsided. Yeah. Um, like I've talked about it. I don't have faith in Daniel Jones. Um, he looked like his the quarterback of old. They couldn't protect and, him. Yeah, they couldn't protect him. And Dallas's defense looked like they where they started up or where they ended up last year. Yeah. So, yeah, and honestly, I was not that impressed with Dallas's offense. I think it was just all about their defense being that mm-hmm. dominant. Oh, it was 100% about their defense. Dak Prescott had 143 yards. Tony Pollard had 70 yards rushing. Um, like, it's 100% of their defense. They yeah. had two, two rushing touchdowns. And I think, I don't think Cooper Rush played that long. 
in the game in the game. Like I think he played like No, you're right. Yeah. He came in it was pretty close to the end. Let me see. So it looks like that series So yeah, so it was after it was oh it was you know beginning fourth quarter. It was like the eleven minute eleven minute or no. Okay. Yeah. Eleven minutes left in the fourth quarter. So I mean but still I kind of turned the game off because it was just so ridiculous. Yeah, just one-sided, yeah. Yeah. But the where I was going to go was I was going to go to um, oh, Cleveland? Uh, Pittsburgh. Oh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, it's – I don't know how to describe how Pittsburgh's defense looked in that game. Oh, uh, like, yes. Like, I saw I one article that said – uh, like, TJ Watt did his job. Nobody else did. It's like, yeah, basically, basically, basically true. I mean, McCaffrey had like what, what, 152 yards rushing. Yeah, it was just just ridiculous how how lopsided it was. I I expected Pittsburgh's defense to be a lot better. I don't know what happened. Well, especially with how well they played in the preseason, which mm-hmm. is you know keep in mind preseason. Um, but like offensively, they looked really darn good in the preseason. And I mean, in this game, they just came out and just fell on their faces. I mean, yeah. offensively, they were horrible. And then defensively, I mean, it, you know, and you could almost give them a pass offensively because you'd be like, ah, oh, well, they were playing the 49ers defense and that's tough on anybody or whatever. But, but then their defense just didn't get it done either. So, I mean, it just was bad all around. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of, it's, it was a surprise and lowered, way lowered my expectations of, of Pittsburgh this year. Like, I, got I don't, you. it's, I think it will, eh, we'll get to that, that later, sure, but, sure. but I, I just, I was surprised on how bad their defense looked and yeah, it's against the 49ers who I have as my number one team and my power rankings, and when we go to the power rankings, I still have them as my number one team. But still, it it was it, it was just shocking how easy of a time San Francisco had with them. Yeah. Well, what else? Cincy that Cleveland. Was, Cincy Cleveland. You know, you could I mean, say that for was whatever a, it is. Cincy. Yeah, Burrow like has a problem with the Browns apparently. So yeah, he's he's never. I think the set I heard, he's never won a game in Cleveland. Yeah, and then overall against Cleveland, he's only got like I don't know two wins yeah. or something. It's it's not good. Exactly. So it's it's it shouldn't have, it's not that big of a surprise. Like like I I told well, you. Well, it's like the always, Jets beating Buffalo. You're like, oh well, they did it last year with Zach Wilson. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but Lightning strikes twice, man. I mean, it's rare. Right, but but also, but like with the Jets beating Buffalo, like the Buffalo was not playing Buffalo, and we talked about them, and we talked about Cincinnati. Like Burrow's gonna like with with Cincinnati, Burrow. I said Burrow's gonna need like a week or two, yeah, to get up to speed because he didn't really shake play much, shake off the rust from the injury in the in in the preseason. Uh, with Buffalo, Buffalo did not look like Buffalo at all. And we talked about that, how they seem to be regressing each year. Yeah. And honestly, I have 
some considerations for my power rankings for Buffalo, the way they're playing and the way Josh Allen is, what do you have? Like three interceptions and all the same guy. Yeah. He had, he had three interceptions and I think he had a fumble too. Yeah, it was bad, man. He was, he just was wanting the big play way too much. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like sometimes dink and dunk, you know, just do it. And then if, if the big play's there, take it, but don't force it. Yeah. And then the the last thing from, like, it's not really week one. It was last night's game, but since it happened, yeah. is with Kirk Cousins played really well in the game, and in my opinion. I watched most of the game. It was – I thought Kirk Cousins was playing well. Some of the yards were in garbage time, but but it was – he was playing really well, and the game turned at the end of the first half when uh, the worst rule in all of fucking sports reared its ugly head. Justin Jefferson caught a ball, and he fumbled it on the one-yard line through oh, the yeah. out-of-bounds out in the end zone, which awards the ball to the defense, which is ridiculous. Let's be honest. If you if you fumble it forward, it should go back to the spot. No matter where it goes, it should go back to the spot where you fumbled it. Nobody recovered it, so it shouldn't change possession. Um, and like that was that would have been a touchdown, and instead it ended up being a uh, Philly field goal, which is right there. That's a ten point swing, and that's that's yeah. the ball game. Well, you know, all right, so I'm, I'm glad you said that because I didn't get to watch the game freaking Amazon Prime and the NFL just, I don't know, just a money grab, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'll stop being a cheapskate one of these days and I'll just suck it up and pay it because I want to watch the games. But it's um, – uh, I would have thought it was the Minnesota defense that was letting them down because going into the year – Looking at what they've got on that defense, I've suspected that's going to be a problem for them this year, and mm-hmm. it's going to expose them where they got lucky with some of those eleven, you know, whatever whatever their you know record was eleven single score wins or whatever last year. So, yeah. um, okay, but yeah, you're saying it was more than that. <clears throat> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, like their defense, their defense. I'm not saying their defense didn't let them down. They're their pass defense did fine. Their rush defense allowed like 260 yards. Yeah. I mean, hell, DeAndre Swift had 175 yards against Minnesota's rush defense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Record day. <clears throat> Former Lion. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and like, and for pass defense, the only, they bottled everybody up but Devonta Smith, basically. Devonta Smith had 131 yards and total passing or total yeah. receiving yards in the game was 193. Yeah. So they bottled everybody up but Devonta Smith and they couldn't stop the run or shit. And that was that was what killed them when they, they brought it within the touchdown. And then um, and then the next drive, like Devonta or DeAndre Swift just fucking rushed yeah. the ball like eight plays against the scored. Vikings. Against the Vikings, you know, yeah. He got to play him twice a year in Detroit. Where were you with this effort when you were with the Lions, man? And don't tell me the Lions' offensive line's that much worse than Philly's. 
Mm-hmm. I think Phillies is probably the top offensive line, but the Lions are not far behind. Yeah. And so it's, it's, and also like they're making a big deal about it. Apparently he grew up like, or went to high school like five miles from yeah. Lincoln yeah. Financial Field. So, I mean, whatever. All right. So where do you want to go from here, man? We can now go to our power rankings. Okay, now we are going to the power rankings. So, James, when you are ready, give me your one through five, my man. All right. One through three, there was no change. And even though Cincinnati lost, I still left them at three because I think it's more of Cleveland has figured out how to defend Burrow. And I think that's where it where Cleveland won the game. And yeah, so you yeah, you make, think it's an anomaly. I think it's an anomaly, and I think we'll go talk more about that later. So I left sure. Cincinnati at three. Dallas is now four. I bumped them up from eight to four. I actually considered the way Philadelphia, sorry, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Cincinnati, then Dallas. Um, the way Philadelphia and Cincinnati played, I considered putting Dallas at number two. Gotcha. Based on the way they played um, against uh, the Giants. But I, I put them at four, and they'll probably drop after this week, but that we'll get to that. Um, and then at five, I have the Chargers. I dropped them one one spot. It, it, was, it was a two-point loss to Miami, and I have Miami pretty high up as it is um, in the top half, and I thought the Chargers looked fairly decent in the game. They just they couldn't stop Tyreek Hill, and that yeah. was that was the problem. Tyreek Hill lit them up, and like in yeah, a lot of ten yards or something. Right, but a lot of it, it, I haven't really drilled down in the stats. A lot of the yards were yards after the catch. Yep. So I don't. I think. I don't think it was a problem, necessarily a problem with the Chargers versus Tyreek Hill just being that fucking fast and nobody can catch him. So I only dropped them one spot off the loss. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So for me, going into this week, I tried not to do any, like, earth-shattering moves just because it's one week, it's a small sample size. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, Teams are still trying to iron out some wrinkles and whatnot. And so um, I, I limited the number of big moves. I got a few of them, but not a ton. And so for one through five, uh, Philly got bumped up two spots. And uh, after that, I got Kansas City. I dropped them one. Then Buffalo, I dropped them one. At four, I've got the Jets. I moved them up one, which is probably going to be very short-lived, but I wanted to give it to them while I could. Uh, and then at five, I've got the Ravens. I bumped them up one. Uh, that one, I'm, you know, we'll see. Same thing. I'm a little bit suspect on on the Ravens, but so far, so good for them. You know, and so basically with these, you know, Kansas City lost. Obviously, everybody talks about Kelsey and Chris Jones being out. And it was still, it was like a nail biter of a game. Um, you know, I, it, I I think the Lions, they went in with momentum. We talked, there was a narrative where you mm-hmm. could say the Lions had a shot in that game. And, uh, and so, you know, 
it's the first week. I don't want to hit the panic button on any of these teams. I just kind of like shuffled them around a little bit. And that was sort of my method to the madness for this week. Back to you at six, man. For me, six and seven, I still have Atlanta and Vegas. Um, they both won. I, I couldn't see dropping them. Um, I considered moving them up, but I still don't think the teams are better than um, the teams ahead of them. Then at eight, I have the I have the Lions. I moved them up one spot. I had them at nine, um, and at nine, I now have the Chiefs. What it what it boiled down to, I dropped Chiefs four spots. And the reason it's a four spot drop, not like a two or a three spot, is once when I looked at it, I after dropping the Chiefs, the Lions and the Chiefs were so close that I because the Lions won the game, I couldn't justify having yeah. the Chiefs ahead of the Lions. Makes sense. And then. And then at 10, I have New Orleans. I moved them up one spot. It's more of a function of who I dropped out of the top 10 based on what I saw than thinking New Orleans should be a top 10 team. I got you. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So then on my side here, I got San Francisco at six. I bumped them up two spots from last week. After that, <clears throat> excuse me, I got Dallas. I moved them up three spots. Then Cleveland, they went up one spot. Cincinnati, they went down five, one of my biggest moves on the board. And then at 10, I've got the Dolphins, they went up three spots. And so, yeah, very tempting to move San Francisco higher. Um, but I, I do want to be careful. Like I mentioned, it's just the first week, and they look good on both sides of the ball. I just want to see that they can keep that going. Mm. Uh, you know, Brock Purdy, McCaffrey, everybody – Everybody did great, and I, I think that we expect that with the 49ers. The problem is somewhere along the way, somebody's going to get hurt, and it's all going to unravel. And so uh, I'm just inching them up a little bit and waiting and seeing. Dallas, you know, I thought, um, man, just such a – it was that was the best defensive performance I've seen in a mm -hmm. very, very long time. And the offense lagged a little bit, but the overall product was still pretty dominant. Uh, and then with Cleveland moving them ahead of Cincinnati, I, you know, it, it's almost like you were saying with Kansas City and Detroit, where I had them moving just enough where it made sense to put mm -hmm. Cleveland on top. And I think that so far, so good. Chubb had a great day. I was a little bit worried about how he'd be used and how productive he'd be with them going to that shotgun offense. Worked really well. Their defense looked phenomenal, and so uh, all good there. And then obviously the Dolphins at 10, I, um, you know, just impressed with them. But I got to see their defense get it in gear. You know, I mean, they let the Chargers score whatever it was, 40-something points. And so, um, you know, if you want to be higher up on my board, you got to be able to get it done on both sides of the ball, basically. So mm -hmm. uh, back to you at 11, man. So before we go – into a, no, I'll go to it later. Um, there's something that I want to touch on. So, so right here, like eight to seventeen, there's a lot of flux on my board. At at eleven, I have Baltimore. I moved them up one. Buffalo, I dropped down two spots. Um, and this one is like Buffalo. I was really unimpressed with that performance in that game. Yeah. And I, I thought it didn't – how they played in, in the game uh, against the Jets, I, I didn't think they deserved a top-ten spot. 
and then oh, this is kind of where they fell. So that that's the justification for Baltimore moving up because Baltimore beat Houston, okay. and we all we know Houston is is a rebuilding team. They're going to yeah. be better than people think, but they're still a rebuilding team. So, to, but because I dropped Buffalo to twelve, that's why Baltimore moved up, and that's also why New Orleans moved up. Miami, I moved up to thirteen at two with two Miami Cleveland. 13, 14. I moved them both up to two spot, up two spots. Uh, I agree with you on Miami. Yeah, but if one caveat I would give is if you looked at at the game, the defense didn't play all that bad for for, for Miami. I I would push back on. Yeah, they allowed thirty four points, but for, for some reason I'm remembering a lot of. Um, Rush issue, rush defense issues. Okay. Um, I, w- I want to look. Yeah, so they held, held Herbert to 290, 229 yards, and um, the the Chargers had 233 rushing yards in the game. Gotcha. So it, they have they have some stuff they have to shore up on the rush defense. But I don't think it's as bad, as dire as you made it out to see, out to um, seem. Yeah, and but, I'm not saying it's dire. I think Vic Fangio is going to get him in shape. I just, you know, I'm pumping the brakes on letting him scream up my board until I see it come together. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can understand that. And then I have Seattle. I only dropped them down one spot, and it's a. I wanted to drop them more, but like my next teams, like I moved up a lot and then there was like losses and it's, it's just like, I couldn't really hard to say, get it to make sense, hard to get it to make the fluctuation or the movement to make sense. So I only dropped Seattle down one spot to number 15. I gotcha. <clears throat> All right. So on my side at 11, I've got the chargers. I dropped them down four. Then I've got the Lions. I bumped them up two. After that, I got the Patriots. I dropped them down two. Then the Steelers. I dropped them two. And then the Jags. I moved them up one. And so, um, you know, really with this one, it's like, hey, with the Lions, super pumped up, super happy about it, but also not going to go crazy mm-hmm. and do like an eight-spot move or something because, you know, we we know we know that they got to get it done consistently. And uh, like everybody says, Kelsey was out. Chris Jones was out. Uh, all the uh, wide receivers uh, uh, and their uh, mom dropped all the passes. Yada, yada, yada. I get all that. I think the Lions played a heck of a great game. And <coughs> I want to see them continue that kind of game. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll gladly keep moving them on my board. The Patriots at 13, I thought they played really well against Philly. Uh, they, there was a part of the game where they got down. And they fought back as the game went on. And I think defensively, the Patriots are a good team. I think offensively, Bill O'Brien is going to work some stuff out with that offense and they're going to get better. Uh, They did have some errors. You know, Zeke had like that whatever, like strip fumble or whatever. And, um, you know, just some some things that they got to clean up. And so I'm not going to like, you know, toss the baby with the bathwater on the Patriots after one game. Uh, And then same with the Steelers. I know it was kind of embarrassing the way they lost to the 49ers, uh, but I want to give them a few weeks because it's a a Mike Tomlin team. 
And, you know, he's good at giving these guys the discipline and getting them together. It just, it was a rocky start. So, um, and then, you know, 15 with Jacksonville, I guess that one makes me a little hesitant just because the way they, the way they won that game was not at all decisive for them going against a, a rookie quarterback with like no running game. Uh, I don't know. So, but I, I like Jacksonville. I like their coaching staff. I like, you know, their quarterback and running back and blah, 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 a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. it just was a little bit dicey for the first week. So uh, back to you at 16, man. Speaking of Jacksonville, I have Jacksonville at 16. I moved them up four spots. Okay. Um, This is, it's really a two spot and a couple of teams I dropped down based on, I don't know if I dropped them down far enough, but um, the, so Jacksonville and the Jets moved up 16, 17, mo- both moved up four spots. Uh, the Jets, you know, I got to give them props for beating Buffalo. Um, but we'll, we'll see after this week, they'll probably, they'll be in my top 15. So, um, Chicago, I left at 18, Minnesota, I left at 18. Both, th- both these teams lost. I'm blaming the Chicago loss more on, the fact that it was Green Bay and Chicago kind of has has a history of losing at home to Green Bay and winning yeah. in Green Bay. So I thought it would be different with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I should have I should have gone with with my model in that game because I'm gonna double check it, but my model had had it like ah, where the fuck is it? So my model had Green Bay winning the game 27 to 17. Gotcha. So I mean that's not that far off from what was it 30 to 13, 38 to 20. So so I should have gone with my model and my model do something I didn't I didn't go with it. Tampa Bay beat Minnesota, but I thought I I think Minnesota is. It's just kind of that pendulum swinging back, and I had them so low as it was, I couldn't really see dropping them further down because I'm not seeing that they're they're playing bad. They're playing the same. It's the they're playing the same. Kirk Cousins is possibly even playing better this year than he did at the start of last year. It's just that swing has happened where they're not not they didn't win the the close game for a change. Um, at 20, I have Carolina. I moved them up two spots, even though they lost. Okay. And my, this, I want. I was going to leave them the same, but I took two teams from ahead of them to behind them, and that's that's where the two spots comes from for them. Gotcha. Okay. And then like 20 through the end, I'm just going to say it now. All my teams are different in different spots from here to the end. I got you. Uh, that's all good. Yeah. So for me at 16, I got the Falcons. I moved them up four. Then I got the Saints. Also moved them up four. Then I've got the Commanders. Also moved them up four. <laughs> After that, I've got the Giants. I dropped them four. And then at 20, I've got the Raiders. I moved them up four. And so this was kind of just looking at like the stacks of wins and losses in this range mm-hmm. on my board. Uh, it was just kind of like a nice clean chunk up and then chunk down for the Giants. But um, 
you know, looking at them, I, I really liked everything I read. I didn't get to watch the game for the Falcons, but uh, the run game sounded like it was just dominant, which is what we were expecting. Uh, see, see, I saw it differently for, for the Falcons. The run game wasn't as dominant as I anticipated it being. And oh, see, now that makes me wonder, yeah. So so total yardage the Dolph, or the Falcons had uh, running, rushing was only 130 yards. So they barely broke 100. I mean, Miles Sander and Chuba Hubbard had more yards rushing than the entire Falcons team. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so, that, that gives me some, some pause then. Yeah. Total offense, they only had 245 yards total offense. <clears throat> yeah, it looked like Ritter was like, I don't know, 15 for 18 or something. It wasn't a yeah. lot of passes, but it was efficient. Um, so I, yeah, all right. So they, well, yeah. I mean, they only, they only had 44 plays. Okay. The entire games. So it's, it was more of a, they, the run game was kind of, was, it was okay. They were held to 130 yards, but they were able to, to, to um, bleed the clock. I was surprised with how, how little they targeted Drake London. Gotcha. In the game. But I mean, one game, one game. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what goes from here. Uh, and so then, yeah, you know, another one in this range was the Washington Commanders. Uh, I bumped them despite pretty much everybody I've read about knocking them. And I, I get it. It was a sloppy first game against Arizona. Should have been a more decisive win. They mm -hmm. had a couple things kind of go in their favor, help them get the win. Uh, but still, I, I like what they're doing. Um, I'm encouraged for Sam Howell as the season goes on and he has time to develop. And then that defensive line is going to be getting uh, Chase Young back this weekend. Uh, already a very stacked defensive line. And so it just, you know, I, I like Washington and um, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought um, I thought yeah. Sam Howell played a played a good game, but nice. OK, well, yeah, and that's pretty much all I got to say about that five, man. Why don't you give me your 21 through 25? All right. So that. Uh, the 21, I have New England. I moved them up two spots. I thought they played really well against Philadelphia. Um, but then now looking at last night's game, I think it was more Philadelphia than New England. So this might this might change here. After yeah, it looks this. like Philly's got some issues they got to figure yeah, out. Exactly. At, at uh, 22, I have Tennessee. They had a one-point loss. Also with New England and Tennessee, there were two teams that I had ahead of, the, ahead of them that – Moved down, so so that kind of bumped them up two spots. Sure. That that's twenty three. I have Pittsburgh. I dropped them six spots, um, and ironically, that's not my largest drop of the week because at twenty at twenty four, I have the Giants. I dropped them eleven spots. Yeah, you smoked um, them. Yeah, I I was not impressed with with the, the Giants' performance. It was kind of. It was the Giants of two years ago, not the Giants of last year that I saw in that game, which is concerning, seeing as though we, the thought was Dable had turned the team around. But Yeah, yeah I, 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 I think their offensive line is an issue. And mm -hmm. if they play a team that is not as dominant with that defensive line, they can, they can still probably be a really good team. But it just... Um, if they're going up against a good defensive front, they're going to have problems. Yeah. And then to round it out, I have the Rams at 25. I moved them up one spot. 
Um, with the with the Rams, one thing I had heard this week is with the Rodgers injury, there's a lot of talk about Stafford going to the Jets. Oh, yeah. I heard that in the offseason, before mm-hmm. they got Rodgers, they made a call to see if Stafford would be available. Yeah. And from what I hear, they were negotiating a trade for Stafford as a backup if they didn't get Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, with with how ready the Jets are to make a run, mm-hmm. you might as well kick the tires on anybody and everybody. And it looks like the Rams are going the wrong way. So if you're Stafford, you know, you're going to a big market in New York. You know, it's kind of like, hey, man, that's a pretty good move. So uh, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Yeah. All right. So, all right. On my side here, we've got uh, Denver at 21. I moved them down four. Then Tennessee at 22. I moved them down four. Uh, 23, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I moved them up three. Then I got the Vikings, one of my biggest drops. I moved them down five. Uh, and then I've got the Rams, one of my biggest bumps. I moved them up five. And so, yeah, I was impressed with the signs of life we saw with Los Angeles, man. I mean, mm-hmm. offensively, they got it done. I was not expecting any of that out of Stafford or those very unknown wide receivers. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of thought it was like embarrassing for Seattle, especially to lose the way they did. But uh, but also good for the Rams uh, with <clears throat> the other teams here, you know, like basically Tampa Bay, you know, we talked about it in the off season that they've got a very wide range of possibilities this year, depending mm-hmm. on Baker Mayfield and what happens, because there's still a lot of talent on that defense. You still got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you got weapons on offense. And so it's, um, you know, I felt like, hey, I, I was at least going to get them above the Vikings on my board. Uh, and I think it's I think honestly, I think I'm being too hard on the Vikings. I'll just say it. But um, something about my model does not like the Vikings, man. It's kind of like my model does not like the Seahawks. There is mm-hmm. something going on with their ratings that just says something's not right here. And so um, I don't know. We'll see at some point if they win. I'll be forced to kind of tweak some things up, but until then, they're just fading down. Yeah, which makes sense. Like I, I see what you're saying about Minnesota. I'm kind of I'm holding on with Minnesota because I'm yeah. not seeing I'm seeing them play well, even if their ratings aren't as high. So it's just kind of like the pendulum. For for me. Um, at 26, I have Washington. I moved them up one spot. They won. Houston, who I had at 25, originally lost. And, you know, the Rams and Washington won. So I just kind of I moved Houston down one. I thought Houston played really good. And I'm sorry, I dropped Houston down two. I thought Houston played really good. The, the issue, like, even though, yeah, they only scored nine points. But that was because... They just, for some reason, they couldn't score. I thought C.J. Stroud, in his debut, he was 28 for 44, 242 yards, no interceptions. No touchdowns, but no interceptions. I I think the run game for Houston kind of gives me pause because you have have, um, Damian Pierce and then C.J. Stroud 
as are their top two rushers, and they only had 72 yards rushing. So that gives me a little pause with them because I don't think Baltimore's defense is that good. I think they're good, but I don't think they're that good against the rush. So they have they have some things to to figure out there. But I didn't I didn't like dropping them, but I couldn't justify keeping them ahead of te- losing and keeping them ahead of teams that won. For sure. At twenty eight, I have Tampa Bay. This is this is that variability you said. I moved them up one spot, but um, I don't trust them. They yeah. have talent. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. And until Baker Mayfield consistently consistently shows that he's not what I know Baker Mayfield, uh, my opinion of Baker Mayfield is, I'm probably going to keep them down in the lower part of my rankings. And then 29, I have Green Bay. I moved them up three spots. Um, I think part of it is my initial ranking rating of Green Bay was based on the fact that I didn't think that Jordan Love could play quarterback. Now I know he he can can play quarterback, but I don't know how good he is. Sure. And that's giving me hesitancy. So I'm giving him credit for the win and with hesitation on Jordan Love because I don't know how good he really is, but at least he is a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, you're giving him not- some credit, but you're being cautious. Yeah. And then at 30, I have Denver. They lost to to Vegas 17 to 16. Yeah, you could say that's kind of rough dropping them down. Um, I dropped them down two spots. You could say it's a little rough. They they lost by one point. But when you dive into the stats, it it's bad. It, like <laughs> it's 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 bad. Um, they had Russell Wilson had 177. They had Less than 300 yards total offense. Okay. In fact, they had 250 yards total offense. Russell, they only they had Javante Williams only had 52 yards. Vegas is one of my top teams, but I don't think. I think this game was was a garbage game. Sure. Thank you. Looking at it, like it was both teams had like 250 yards total offense. Um, Garoppolo played decent jacoby myers who had the 81 yards but then he got hurt and that's that's another question like it's just i i thought this game was a garbage game and i didn't like either team in the game really um vegas pulled it out somehow but i was not impressed i was definitely not impressed with denver and i'm not, not as impressed with um vegas either but i I was really not impressed with Denver. I got you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, on my side at 26, I got Seattle. I dropped them down three spots. 27, I've got Green Bay. I moved them up one. Uh, 28, I've got the Bears. I dropped them three. Then the Texans, I dropped them two. And then the Panthers, I dropped them one. And so, um, you know, it, this is another one. So, like, Chicago was already pretty low on my board. You know, the model was kind of trying to say, hey, listen, this team's like Justin Fields and uh, maybe mm-hmm. DJ Moore a little bit, but the defense has a lot of new guys and a lot of work to do. And so they were already kind of low on my board. The Packers, it was the same thing. It was kind of like, uh, we got to see what we're getting out of Jordan Love, but I like their defense. 
I like their running backs. Uh, and even their wide receivers, I like them, even though they're young. But Watson was out that game, and so um, hard to say what's going to happen there. Uh, but, yeah, and then Seattle model had them low, so they stayed low. And then Houston, man, I, I want to bump Houston. You know, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I like everything going on in Houston, but, you know, they lost. They were expected to lose, and so they just kind of hover down at the bottom until they can start getting some wins. So. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about that. Why don't you give me your dumpster fire, James? Well, first I'm going to say our dumpster fires have merged. <laughs> yes, they have. <laughs> um, I hate I hated putting Indianapolis in, in the dumpster fire piece. I thought Anthony Richardson looked really, really good in that game. Dude, he looked like a Lamar clone. Yeah, I thought I thought he looked looked amazing in the game. He had uh, 223 yards passing, one interception, one touchdown, one interception, and he had 40 yards rushing. The reason Indianapolis lost the game was because Jonathan Taylor is not there. They don't have that running back they can go to. They only had 65 yards total rushing in the game, and 40 of them were from Anthony Richardson. Yeah, that's messed up. Which that exactly that's messed up. They lost, and I've moved Green Bay out of the dumpster fire. So Indianapolis is at thirty-one. Arizona lost. I had I had Arizona at thirty-one. I had Green Bay at thirty-two going into the season. Moved Green Bay out. Arizona falls to thirty-two, which is probably where I should have had them in the first place. <laughs> I got you. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, nothing changed on my side, and I think you covered it pretty well. I would just say that. You know, the one good thing is that both of these teams showed some signs of life. Arizona's defense looked pretty good right off the bat there. I thought it would have taken some time with their new coach getting them going. But, um, you know, if he can whip that defense into shape real quick, that could keep Mm -hmm. them in some games. And so uh, and then obviously, yeah, like you mentioned, Richardson looked amazing for his first game. Hopefully he can build off of that because uh, the dude's a physical freak, man. If he can, like, hone it in. Oh my gosh, man. I mean, it's just the sky's the limit for that guy. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So that's our power rankings. Why don't we move on over and do our game picks for the week here, James. And so, uh, just to start it off, looking back at last week, you bested me. You got nine picks right to my seven and I don't have, uh, Apparently our formula is not working here. So let me just. Yeah, I just noticed that. So yeah. I was going to take a look. I think it was because there. Were... Yep. Yeah. So it looks like you're at uh, 52% and I am at 41%. Oh, that's, that's a rough start for me, but it's one week. It's one week. <laughs> It'll get better. Uh I mean, hey, we were we were both like in the fifties easily a month into last year before it got better for us. So it's uh it's just a very tricky time of year, you know, with the way that they play the preseason now, these first three, four weeks of the season can be really freaking choppy, man. Totally. So what was the percentages again? Oh crap. I I deleted them because I didn't want to I didn't want to have that cell get like mess up our our formula once we corrected it. But I think you were low 50s and I was like, I don't know, 40 something. 
three times and I want two ninety. Okay. So no, I a four. Carry the one. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Fifty-six to forty-four. There we go. Okay, so yeah, mid fifties. All right, so you just have to change the denominator to um, T10 and the numerator to 310. Cool, 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 cool. Anyways, so this week, last, last night we both were on Philly. I mean, it was ended up being more of a nail-biter than, than we thought, but we both got that one right. So, so hell, we... We started uh, start out the week on a on a positive note. Yay! Have I have a lot of lot of different games this week, a lot of different picks. Um, our our models generally generally will merge a little bit as the season goes on and come closer to like we. The problem is, is we start at different points and then as as we get closer together, it's harder. So this is where we're going to get the. Um, the most variation in our models. Yes. But first up, we have uh, Green Bay at Atlanta. So what do you think about this game? Uh, all right, so for me, I've got Atlanta winning this one. And um, I've got a close right now in my model. It's about a three-and-a-half-point spread. Um, I, you know, and I think that if I, if I finessed it, I guess it's going to depend. If Aaron Jones is out that would help Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, you know, I probably could go in and boost my rating for Jordan Love a little bit, uh, but I want to see him do it again before I do it. And so I'm a little bit gun shy right now. And so if I just kind of leave it where it was at from last week, carrying it forward. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a close one, but I've got Atlanta getting it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, the heat map is actually pretty pretty green for Green Bay, but the overall goes to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm actually on Green Bay this week. When when I modeled it out, I had uh, it came out to 27 to 19. So my model's seeing something with Green Bay that I overrode last week um, because I thought it was crazy and. That's what and what my model thought was going to happen happen, and so I just I'm going to stick with my model in this one until I figure out what my model is seeing in Green Bay. I'm sure. I'm kind of gonna I'm not gonna change I'm not gonna override necessarily picks for for Green Bay right now until probably next week once I figure something out. But I'm sticking with Green Bay in this game. Cool, cool. All right, then we have Vegas at Buffalo. So for for this game, I really, based on what I saw on last week, last week for Buffalo, I really, really, really wanted to find a way to um, pick Vegas in this game. The spread is currently eight points, and the only thing with it I can come up with is is Vegas or Buffalo won't cover the spread. In fact, the Bills are 0-4 against the spread the past four games on short rest. 
But okay. there's so such a disparity in what I see in the talent on these teams that my model's coming up with a 27 to 17 score for Vegas. So I'm going to go with I'm going to I'm going to I'm sorry, 27 to 17 score for Buffalo and I'm going to go with that. Gotcha. What did you say the spread was? Eight points? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, if I knock Josh Allen off of my clutch quarterback list, it puts the spread of this game at nine in my model, which mm-hmm. is, I think, pretty close to what you're what you're showing there at eight. And so I, um, I, you know, I like Buffalo's roster overall. I think they've got some issues on the offensive line, uh, but... And I like their coach. You know, I can't say any of those things about the Raiders. Uh, it was just a horrible week one. And so it's um, if if I see some signs of, you know, some cracks in the pavement or whatever with Buffalo this week, I'm going to have to really discount the model for them. But it's just too big of a spread for me to go against them. So I got to go Buffalo here. All right. Next thing we have is... Baltimore at Cincinnati. And with this with this game, one interesting it's, it's, you're gonna come up with this is this is it gonna sound out of left field. Okay, so Cincinnati's favored by three. So Deshaun Jackson is 10-1-1 against the spread as a reg- regular season underdog. Eight and four outright. Apparently out of 330 quarterbacks to be underdogs at least 10 times in the Super Bowl era, Jackson has the second best outright record as an underdog behind Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. Yeah. Anyway, if in my model, if J.K. Dobbins did not get hurt. I think it would have Baltimore winning. I don't know what I I don't trust Baltimore's running game until I see it. Yeah. And that's what that's what swings the game to um to Cincinnati in my model. So I'm gonna stick with my model. I have a twenty six to seventeen and that's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I like Cincinnati. It's in Cincinnati. It's a divisional game, so it can be unpredictable. Uh Cincinnati had an ugly loss last week. They kinda got punched in the mouth. So you know that they're going to want to come back and sort of like redeem themselves a little bit here. Uh, my heat map is mostly green for Cincinnati. <laughs> and so I, you know, I'm nervous because of the way they played against Cleveland, mm-hmm. but I'm picking them here because I, I think that a lot of it lines up for them to have a, a better week. So, yeah. And next game we have Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go Lions. So, this week, if Goff doesn't throw an interception and he has at least 40 passing attempts, he will tie Tom Tom Brady for second on the all-time list of longest streak in NFL history, most passing attempts without an interception. Well, let's not go jinxing him, James. I didn't look up the list, but I just thought that was amazing. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, also, the other thing that's interesting is that I saw about this game is 
So the over-under is 47. The last, and if, no, okay. This week, the Lions and Seahawks have to be, or have, have a chance to be the first matchup in NFL history where the teams combined for 80 points or more in three consecutive games. Holy cow. So apparently the last two, last year Seattle beat Detroit 48 to 45, which is 93 points. The in 2021, the Lion the Seattle beat the Lions 51 to 29, which is 80 points. So Yeah, and the over-under is not expecting that. And the, Exactly. The over-under is not expecting that. The reason why the over-under is not expecting that is because the last five Seattle games have gone under. Okay. Uh, but also, Detroit has a chance to start 2-0 for the first time since 2017. Wow! It's going to happen! So, I have it going over the total, but not hitting that 80-point mark Okay. in my model. I have Detroit winning 38 to 31, which is how many points? 38 to 31. 71? 38 to 31. Oh, is... sorry, 69. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've been dealing with numbers all day. I'm, I'm falling apart. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on Detroit in this game. I I was I was on Detroit in this game preseason. Um, I think Detroit is is the better team than Seattle. I don't think Seattle improved. So I I and I also didn't have Seattle losing to the Rams preseason. We'll save that. Yeah. Then. But it, yeah. but I also didn't have Detroit beating Kansas City preseason. So we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm going with Detroit in this game. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I like your assessment, and uh, I've got Detroit winning this one by five. I think you said the spread's four? I Or did you say Or maybe I just saw that on TV earlier. The the, the, the spread's four and a half. Okay, so but... yeah, my model's pretty close to where the spread's at. Um, you know, I, I think Seattle, they're coming off of an embarrassment, and so they need to try to redeem themselves. It's going to be tough because it's on the road for them. Uh, Detroit is carrying a lot of momentum with that win off last week over Kansas City. Um, man, yeah, it's um, – and did you hear the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson thing? How he's, no. <clears throat> he's calling on Lions fans to wear blue ski masks to the game because we're the villains. And uh, blue ski masks – <clears throat> all around Detroit have been sold out. So uh, I am interested to see how the fans look. And, man, I'm hoping that they just rock it. So, But, yeah, I'm going with Detroit here. All right. Next game we have is the Colts at the Texans. The number two pick in the draft versus the number four pick in the draft if he's playing, if either of them are playing, because both of them are questionable. I have this game super close in my model, and 
I think it's part of it is because both quarterbacks. All right, let's let's just go with this. The this is the first time that two top five picks quarterbacks pick picked in the top two quarterbacks picked in the top five have played each other as a rookie, which obviously it had to happen because they were drafted in the same division. Since Zach Wilson beat Trevor Lawrence in 2021. Okay. And that was, was Wilson was two and Lawrence was one. Yeah. So the spread is one point in this game. My what's mom. The, what's the what's the over under for this game? Sorry to interrupt 40. you. Forty. Okay. So my model has it going over, but it came up with a twenty-four to twenty-three victory for Houston. Okay. What's that? Seventy-two. <laughs> I'm just messing yeah. around. Now. It's forty-seven. <laughs> um, my fuzzy so, math. So I'm on. I'm on Houston. Hey, you're just learning accounting. Um, I'm on Houston for for this game. It's it's a super close game. It might be subject to change depending on if CJ yeah. Stroud's playing or Richardson is playing or I, I with Richard. It 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 might might be subject to change, but I'm on Houston for now. We'll see depending on what happens with the injuries. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm I'm with you. I'm taking Houston here. That's what my model has got. I do have to tweak a few things because I saw both starting safeties for Houston are mm-hmm. going to be out. Uh, and that can be a factor. I, I also am very tempted to override it, even if it picks Houston still, because of how inspiring Anthony Richardson played last week. But, right, but for now, see, but that's the thing is you, you say that, but um, CJ Stroud, also had a good game last week. Yeah, I guess it just it's it's that electric factor, you know. It's like Richardson just was electric, and and we kind of saw some of it last year with Justin Fields, where it's like just out of nowhere he could take over a game, and you know I I feel more confident that a guy like Richardson could do that than Stroud, at least until Stroud develops more because he's just more known as a passer, not as much as a rusher. And so, um, but uh, you know, it, it, it's apples and oranges and, uh, either way I'm, I'm rolling with the model and I'm going with Houston, man. Yeah. So Richardson had 10 rushers, average four, four yards a rush. Uh, CJ Stroud had four rushes, 20 yards, average five yards a rush. Uh, Stroud had 242 yards passing uh, Richardson had 223 yards passing, 24 receptions versus 28 receptions. Like, like they had very similar games. Yes. Um, I think I would argue that the Ravens defense is better than the Jags defense. So it's a little bit more impressive than Rick, the Shaw. Sure. A little I bit you. more impressive. Yeah. But, but I, I hear you on, on how Richardson can take over a game, which I think if used right, he can. I also, though, think that C.J. Stroud will be able to take over a game, can take over a game as well. 
Fair enough. All right. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Fuck it. I'm going to say it. Kansas City <laughs> is starting the season 0-2. Uh, Jacksonville is five and hope five and zero outright as a home underdog under Doug Peterson. Five and zero. Um, the Chiefs have a lot of issues to to at wide receiver with catching the ball. Yeah, just um, get some better gloves, right? Get some better gloves. Get some better stick them. But uh, yeah, the Chiefs have have Chris Jones back, and I believe. Uh, I want to verify that actually. With Kelsey, I, yeah, I, I, I heard he's going to play. I yeah, I I heard that's what I was going to say. I believe Kelsey's playing, but then I was like, I saw something else that suggested otherwise. Okay, but. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, this one, I'm actually overriding my model. I had it had it as 31 to 27 Kansas City, but looking at what I see, it's a three and a half point spread. So my model's like right on with the spread, um, and but it's the over under is way too fucking low for this game. Okay. At at 51, I had it at 58. 58. I think the over-under is probably more like 60 for this game, and I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so for me, I just got to look at last week and say they're going to get better, these young receivers on Kansas City. They're getting Kelsey back. That's going to be huge. They're getting Chris Jones back on defense. That's going to be huge. The heat map is entirely green for Kansas City except for the defensive back four. And I really, I don't know how Jacksonville is better than Kansas City there, but that's how it is on the lineup's ratings. And so, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what else to say. But I'm going with Mahomes and the Chiefs to get back on track, and uh, and they'll take it even though it's on the road. All right. Next game is Chicago at Tampa Bay. Shite. Now, I found this astonishing when I read this stat. Um, Justin Fields is 8-17-1 against the spread in his career, which is the second worst record among quarterbacks to start at least 25 games in the Super Bowl era. Okay. Uh, it's behind Colt McCoy. Ooh. Also, when the spread falls between plus three and minus three, Fields is 1-6-1 and one against the spread. I was all in on Chicago coming into the season, all in on them. I thought Fields was was had taken those steps forward at the end of last season, but he looked lost against yeah. Green Bay. He looked really lost. On top of that, add to that, that Tampa Bay and Baker looked pretty good and pretty tenacious um, against Minnesota last week. I, now I'm questioning if it was really – really Tampa Bay or more Minnesota's defense in that game. But when I model it out, 
I come up with a 31 to 16 win for Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's pretty big. I can't like I can't find a way to make this. Like even completely discounting Baker Mayfield and putting him at the same level as Justin Fields. Yeah. It still comes up with Tampa Bay winning. So I'm going to stick with Tampa Bay. I got you. Yeah, I I like Tampa Bay here. It's in Tampa Bay. Um, You know, Fields couldn't get it going against the Packers defense. I think the Buccaneers defense is a step above what the Packers Mm -hmm. are. And, um, you know, offensively, yeah, Baker, he can do just enough to get it done. So I'm comfortable taking Tampa Bay here. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Tennessee Titans. Okie dokie. Did I go out of order? No, no, no. no. I was just just saying okie dokie. (laughs) Okay, it made me think I was out of order. My concern with this game is the uh, Eckler injury where he's, he's doubtful now. Yeah. And I modeled this out before he was doubtful, and I haven't done it. So this is subject to change. Because in my model, it came up with a one-point victory by the Chargers. Okay. That's tight, have, man. It's a, it's tighter than I thought it would be. And I haven't, I haven't had the chance to take Eckler out of my model and remodel it. Yeah. So I'm going to tentatively stick with the Chargers. Okay. Subject to change probably this week, this sometime early Sunday morning, I'll actually have a chance to sit down and look at it once I found out, find out the Eckler status and um, yeah. give, you, give you a for sure. But I'm going to be with the Chargers for now. That's, that's fine with me. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers here too. I think, you know, if Eckler's out, it maybe moves the needle a little bit, but not the other way. And so I'm still going to take the Chargers, I'm pretty sure. You know, my whole thing is just that, man, my model had Tennessee by a hair last week over the Saints, and they lost. And Mm -hmm. the only person that did anything on offense was Derrick Henry. And if that's how they're going to be, then it's just not going to matter, especially when you play a team like the Chargers – that can put up 35 points every week. And so I just, I got to go with the Chargers here, man. Yeah. This is, the next one is a surprise in my mind. New York Giants at the Arizona Cardinals. The Giants are a four-point favorite. Under Dayball, the Giants are 6-0 and against the, against the spread after a loss. The question is in this game, so Cardinals have won four straight games against the Giants. Um, they won. Oh, the shit, second, I didn't know that. It's the second <laughs> longest streak um, against the streak all-time versus New York. They had won. Well, five, yeah, but they don't have Kyler. You know, they've got a whole new thing going on. It's just, it's such a change. 
So from 74 to 77, they won seven straight games against the Giants. Okay. And I know they don't have, they don't have, um, what's his face and what's it? Kyler. Our study buddy, Kyler Murray. Yeah. What this pat <clears throat> the real question is the Giants offensive line. Yeah. Against against Dallas, Daniels Jones was under pressure on close to seventy percent of his dropbacks. All right. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've got the Arizona line rated so much lower than the Dallas one, though. Like, more right, than 10 do. points. They they do. But also, they only had four plays against Dallas of 10 yards or more. I'm My model, and I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. My model has a 21 to 16 victory for Arizona. Okay. Yeah, and you don't have home field advantage in your model. I have no home field advantage yeah. in my model. Yeah, that's weird, man. I'm going to stick with my model and I mean <laughs> I, I I don't know if I would have I, I I just I don't know what to say say about this. Like like honestly, like I had I had the Giants losing to Dallas, beating Arizona, then losing to San Francisco to start the season. So nothing's really unexpected. I had Arizona like losing out, like starting yeah. 0 and 9. And and that was but my model I'm gonna trust my model this week and go to Arizona go with Arizona. I hate it. I don't like it. I just I don't like it. But <laughs> you're but, conflicted, but you have a couple days to think about it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, my model's got the Giants here, and um, on the heat map, it has the Giants green on everything except for the defensive back four. And the key thing I'm looking at, which you called out, is the trenches. The Giants are going up against a much, much weaker defensive front seven with the Cardinals. I think that'll be the difference maker. I think this will be more like the Dables Giants that we saw last year than was last mm -hmm. week. And so I'm going with the Giants here. Next up is the 49ers at the Rams. San Francisco has won Eight consecutive regular season games against the Rams. Oh. Kyle Shanahan is nine and four, including playoffs against Sean Payton or Sean McVay. Sorry. Um, Assert that dominance. The <clears throat> game last year at SoFi in Week Eight was Christian McCaffrey's second game with the 49ers and he passed for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown and caught a touchdown. <laughs> Iron man. Um, 
And the Rams looked pretty impressive um, last week against Seattle, but I don't think it continues. I model it out to a close game, but I ended up with San Francisco winning by a touchdown, which is approximately what the spread is. I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Yeah, I um, my model's got some variance here, and it, it can be anywhere from a 6 to a 10-point spread. Uh, I feel like, you know, when you look at how good San Francisco played and, and how they look on paper, it could be and should be closer to 10, but it is that surprise upset with the Rams last week over the Seahawks that made me think it'll be maybe closer, but I still think even closer is six points. And so uh, I, I got to go with the 49ers here, man. All right. Next up, we have the Jets at the Cowboys. The Jets have won the last three games against the Cowboys. Okay. And you say, yeah, that was, but that was a long time ago, blah, 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 blah. You can make that argument. The last win was four years ago in 2019 when Sam Darnold, in his first game back from mono, threw for 338 yards against the Cowboys. Something is telling me not to count the Jets out in this game. You got a you got really a battle of two freaking dominant defenses. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the offenses both ways are going to have a hard time in this game. Right. But and my model it comes with Dallas winning, but I'm going to override my model and I'm going to go with the Jets in this game. Okay, let's see. So I need to update the spreadsheet. Sorry, I I made that that choice. No, it's all good. As man. we've been, t- it's all good oh. in the hood, my friend. Um, yeah, I mean, man, I just um, I think the Dallas defense is making a case to be the top one in the league, at least after one week. And I know that they're going to fight with the 49ers and probably even the Jets to figure out who actually gets that title. Uh, But I also believe with Zach Wilson at quarterback compared to Dak, it puts the Jets at a disadvantage. And so even if you said these defenses are about even, uh, it's going to be in Dallas. And I think Dallas has a little bit more going on offensively. And so I, I just... I don't know, man. It's hard for me to take the Jets with Zach Wilson. It's just that's that's just what it is. And so I got to go Dallas here, man. All right. Next up, we have Commanders at the Broncos. Um, I was surprised. My instinct was telling me Commanders. Like Wilson looked like shit. Uh, Howell looked okay. Wash Denver looked like shit in their their in week one. Um, My model says, and my model is pretty, it's an 11-point victory by Denver, so I'm going to go with my model on it. Yeah, it's too big to override, man. Mine, mine's closer. Mine, mine is uh, three and a half points, 
and uh, but it's still got Denver. And if Denver loses, I will feel comfortable basically uh, massaging both of these teams in opposite mm-hmm. directions. But um, the heat map's almost all green for Denver. And even though it's only three and a half points, it's just, um, you know, that's like you get you get that kind of an indicator, you got to roll with it. So I'm going Denver here. All right. Next up, we have Miami at New England. And my model has Miami winning this game. When you look at it, the Patriots play zone on 77, 77, let's call it 78% of the time. Um, Tunga ranks first in yards per attempt and is tied for third in passing TDs against zone defenses. Gotcha. Um, Tua is 4-0 against Bill Belichick. He's looking to become the second quarterback to start 5-0 against Belichick. I did not note the the name of the other one. Um, I didn't note the name of the quarterback that started 5-0 against against Belichick, but it was some guy I never heard of, and that's probably why I didn't note it. Um, I'm going to go with Miami in this game. It's going to be a close game. Another note is the Patriots in their last six games as an underdog are 0-6 against the spread. Oh, man, I like the stats that you're pulling tonight, man. Um, yeah, this this is one where it's tough. My model has the Patriots winning by 1.36, so not even one and a half points. Um my head would tell me it'd be the other way, that Miami should have this. But my model's mm-hmm. going the Patriots. It's in New England. The heat map, uh, especially on defense, is favoring the Patriots. <sighs> they did show signs of life on offense as the game went on last week. Um, it, I, I'm just talking myself into it, basically. And so, you know, I... My head would tell me Miami, but my model's telling me New England, so I'm going to England, and this might be one that changes come Sunday, but I'm, I don't want to override just yet. All right. Next up, we're going to Monday night because there's two Monday night double games. Doubleheader. It's not quite a doubleheader. It's one's at 7.15, one's at 8.15 Eastern time, well, which is weird okay. start times. Yeah. It's weird start times. but So we have New Orleans at Carolina. Where this swung in my model, my model actually had Carolina winning the game, 17 to 14. And then I realized that I didn't adjust for J.C. Horn being out. Okay. When I did that, New Orleans didn't score any more points, but... Carolina scored less. I don't understand how the <laughs> fuck that happened. Uh, yeah. Um, it's weird. I know. They I scored more... less because the Saints were on the field longer. Possibly. I, 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 I don't know. I yeah. have no explanation for how it happened. I'm with New Orleans in this game. 
It's going to be a close game, but I'm going to be with New Orleans. Yeah, I would have thought my model would have been a lot bigger. It's it's like three and a half points. Um, yeah, mine's at three, so. Yeah, and maybe because it's at Carolina, because my model does have home field advantage, but uh, but still, like, you know, the heat map, it's it kind of goes back and forth, but it's a little bit more in the favor of New Orleans. I just would have thought everything I know about New Orleans versus Carolina would have been more heavily in favor of the Saints. Mm-hmm. But I guess the Carolina defense is pretty good. And, you know, it's so it's yeah, either way, I'm going with the Saint, Saints as well as as you, my friend. All right. And finally, our last one, last week, two game, we have the Browns at the Steelers. Um, the spread is I'm rep- the spread is two and a half. Okay. Mike Tomlin is five and one against the spread against Kevin Stefanski. Which might make you think think that I'm going with Pittsburgh by that statement. But my modeled my model had this game as a two point victory by Cleveland, which would would give Tomlin the win against the spread, but the loss. Look, I don't trust Pittsburgh's defense in this game, and until they yeah. prove it, and they until they prove it, I'm I'm just going to stick with my model at, and have Pittsburgh Pittsburgh losing the game and go with Cleveland to start two and zero. Who would have thought yeah. that would have happened? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, and so this is another tough one for me where my model is going with the home team. It's taken Pittsburgh by two. Uh, my brain would say Cleveland after you look at what happened last week, mm-hmm. but uh, but I don't want to pull the plug on the model just yet. I'm going to keep massaging it each week, but for now I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh. And um, you know, if come Sunday I decide to override or make some changes, I'll keep you posted, man. Sounds good. And then we have next Thursday the Giants at the 49ers. Look, the Giants are trash. Um, <laughs> we'll get more into that later. I'm with the 49ers. Yeah, same here, man. It'd be real hard to go against them. <laughs> uh, all right, so that gets us through the picks. Let's go to our question of the week. And so, James, uh, I, I, hey, man, I remember to give you a heads up on this one if you checked your Facebook. So, um, oh, you're looking like maybe you did, maybe you didn't. No, I, don't I know. did. I, okay. got, I, I got it. All right. So, um, yeah, in, in you know, I intentionally – did not include the Jets on this list for the obvious reason of Aaron Rodgers, and that just dramatically changes things for them. But uh, I wanted to know which team are you most concerned with after week one? And I'm giving you some options. Kansas City, Cincinnati, the New York Giants, Seattle, or Buffalo. Or, or I mean, you could pick somebody else, but I, I tried to stick to – to teams that were in the playoffs this year uh, or like, you know, the Jets I would have included as a potential, uh, you know, playoff team for all the hype they got, but then Rodgers went out and so it doesn't matter. And then they won anyhow. So, um, you know, it's like for me, I can't worry about Kansas city just yet because they had some guys out there coming back. They got young receivers. They'll figure it out. Cincy, I think is a legit concern, except that when you point out that they just, Whatever it is, Joe Burrow, he's got a blind spot to Cleveland. And so I'm like, okay, maybe it's just this weird anomaly. I don't know. The um, the Seahawks was embarrassing. Buffalo, uh, you know, 
Josh Allen definitely lost that game for them. But I think the Giants are the one that's the biggest concern for me. And it's because the offensive line issues, and it's also because I was never really a Daniel Jones believer anyhow, even though last year he had a really good year for his standards. I, I just I didn't believe that the 700 yards on the ground or whatever it was was going to be replicated, at least not easily, and that the passing wouldn't improve dramatically. And so um, I think I think the Giants, you know, like all these other teams, I, I can still see all these other teams getting into the playoffs, but I think the Giants are going to have the hardest road there. And Seattle's like on a very close short second on this list, in my opinion. But that's just my quick take on it, man. What are you thinking? All right. I agree 100% with you about the Giants. That's the team I had come up with. A close second was Buffalo. And the reason I say Buffalo is, and I don't have the exact stat in front of me. I forgot to write it down. It's something like in his last 19 games, uh, Josh Allen has has had 20 turnovers. Okay. And I want to... I want I want to look up the set, yeah, and, and find it because it's he's it's, starting to get sloppy, man. It's it's shocking. Yeah, I I know who had the set, who I read it from, or who. Uh, and this was after Monday night's game, so I have to scroll back a little bit. So, all right, his his second interception was his 82nd turnover since 2018. Okay. And here it is. Um, in the last 19 games, Josh Allen has had 20 interceptions and 17 fumbles. Whoa. Yeah, that's not good, man. That's not good. It's not good at all, and that's very concerning to me. Um, the three interceptions and one fumble last night was concerning to me. Fumble lost last night, or not last night, Monday last night, week, yeah. last week, was is very concerning to me because I would think that these issues were getting would get fixed. But yep. the problem with Buffalo might not be Josh Allen, and we might not have realized how big of a role Dable played up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Okay. So I think I think the offense is different under it, uh, not Colin Moore, it's the other guy. Oh, Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey, thank you. Um, I think it's different under Ken Dorsey, and I think that's that's what's causing the turnover problems that Josh Allen is having. Gotcha. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective on it. Yeah, maybe maybe Dorsey's just saying, "Hey, man, grip it, rip it, just go for it," you know, and it's it's getting sloppy. So, um, yeah, they got a lot of talent, and but I think they also have a lot of expectations, and so he's mm-hmm. got to chill out. It'd be nice if they played complementary football and did more with the running game, but um, Which, and, and I don't know. I think they bit. tried last week with with uh, yeah. James Cook, you know. Yeah, they did. They um, 
James Cook got a lot more than a lot more yardage or a lot more um, touches than I thought he would. Yeah. But and I thought I wanted to look that up because I thought they, yeah, they had Josh Allen was second in rushing for the team, not first. So I mean, okay. James Cook got forty six yards. Josh Allen had thirty six, but jo- Josh Allen had. Three interceptions. Yeah, that's still not a lot on the ground, but I guess it was, you know, against a very tough defense. So, yeah, three interceptions, and he had two fumbles, and one was lost. Okay. Well, hey, man, they got to turn it around. You know, that's the bottom yeah. line. So, and it starts with him at the quarterback position. Oh, definitely. All right. Well, hey, that's the question of the week. And so, anybody who's out there watching, first of all, we hope you like the show. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Uh, but uh, please feel free, do a little name that stadium action or answer our question of the week. And, uh, you know, we're going to be doing this every week. Power rankings, game picks, straight through until we get to the playoffs. So uh, hit us up. And so, yeah, with that being said, man, you got any closing thoughts there, James? No, I don't think so. All right, bud. Well, hey, it was a good time. I'll catch you later, man. Sounds good. Gridiron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike.